For all the science to satisfy your gut, Deerland brings you Digestible, a podcast breaking down the trends of the nutraceuticals industry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Digestible, a Deerland Enzymes podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. So with such a deep portfolio of enzymes and probiotics as a company, we really get the opportunity to break down, and pun intended, a lot of different markets in this industry and how they're innovating and how they're growing. Today, we're spending some time looking at the supplemental enzymes market. And for some context on how this whole market is doing, according to research by reports and data, the global digestive enzyme industry will be worth $1.2 billion by 2026, and that's with a 10% compound annual growth rate. So this massive growth is being motivated by lifestyle changes, by dietary changes, and a better consumer understanding of how these products fit into our day-to-day lives. So how does this growth impact the industry? What does it mean at a B2B level? And what opportunities are opening up for supplemental enzymes? Well, to give us some perspective, we're sitting down with John Davidson. He is the Director of Education and Innovation at Deerland. John, welcome to Digestible. How are you doing? Good, Daniel. Thank you for having me. You ready to help an audience digest some of this information? (laughs) I hope so. I'll try to break it down into bite-sized pieces for them. Hey, there we go. The puns are really endless with this show. I love it. (laughs) Okay, so again, today we're chatting specifically on supplemental enzymes. So go ahead and give our listeners a recap on how supplemental enzymes fit into the ecosystem of gut health. All right, well, I think everybody's probably heard the old adage that you are what you eat, and that's very true. Uh, I think there's a lot of renewed interest in proper digestion today. Enzymes play a vital role in that whole process, so it takes it a step further. It's not just what you eat. But what you digest and absorb that really makes you what you are. And that's the role where the enzymes, specifically supplemental enzymes, really come into play to assist the body with that process of breaking down those macronutrients into a micronutrient level so that they can be absorbed by the body. And when developing the science around something like a supplemental enzyme, what makes for a potent and an effective product? Is it the sheer amount of an XYZ, you know, material? Is it down to the chemical balance? Uh, is it really based on how many you take as an end user? You know, what's that balance? How do you create that, that scientifically accurate and uh, effective product? You know, to produce a quality potent enzyme supplement, you really have to start at the beginning and, and define what it, the objectives are with the supplement. So that would define what types of enzymes would be appropriate for that. And you have uh, issues that you might want to address like food intolerances, lactose intolerance, gluten intolerance, uh, or just uh, assistance with digesting foods that, uh, you know, may cause you some kind of digestive discomfort like dairy foods or high fat foods. Uh, So you would choose the enzymes that would best match up with those particular food substrates because enzymes are very specific as to which foods they will uh, hydrolyze or break down and make them more digestible. And you'll choose enzymes that have the proper uh, characteristics as far as their pH tolerances. Do you want it to be active in the gastric region where it's very acidic or an intestinal region where it's a neutral pH? So those kinds of things would come into play. And then as far as potency, it's not just about milligrams of enzyme. You have to be able to measure the actual enzymatic activity. So when you're looking at an enzyme supplement, you want to make sure that 
the label is listing units of activity for these enzymes. And then you can compare this one product to another product. Obviously, just like milligrams with units, the more units, the more strength or potency the particular enzyme may have. Uh, but, you know, there, you reach a point of diminishing returns. You have to have the proper balance of enzyme to substrate. If you put in excess enzyme, really, the enzyme doesn't have anything else to work on. So you just have to really design the product from the ground up to meet the objective. And I mean, obviously, you're the expert here. So you spend a lot of time really, you know, I guess doing that groundwork, right? Understanding from the ground up what it takes to put together a quality enzyme. How long has it really taken you to refine that process? And is this something that is... I mean, I don't want to say easy, but is it something that, you know, a, a young, fresh company can break into the market and and at least have a, a hand in? Or is this something that really takes years and years of uh, market dominance or at least just market presence to feel out the market, do the science and also the business legwork to really understand what is an effective product, both at a scientific and uh, an outreach level? I mean, I'm, I'm, and even as I'm asking this, I, I kind of already understand that the answer is like, yes, obviously more time makes for a better product in most cases. But yeah, just I guess what, what's your feel on entering the market and getting to that point where you can understand that ground game of putting this product together? Yeah, you know, the enzyme uh, supplement category is uh, very specialized. So obviously, the more experience you have in that in this particular specialized area, uh, the more you're going to be able to be innovative and uh, effective in formulation of these types of supplements. So, you know, we take great pride here at Durland as being experts in this particular area. Uh, I, I myself have been doing this for about 36 years now. Uh, there's been a lot of changes through the, those years, you know, with the technology, with the enzymes that are available to us, uh, uh, the variety and potency of the enzymes. And uh, we've learned a lot, and I would like to think that I continue to learn, and then I never stop learning. So uh, it, it does take a lot of effort and uh, a lot of time uh, to really refine the science, and, and there is a, a bit of art to it as well. Are you noticing more gut health-focused consumers adding supplemental enzymes to their day-to-day -day repertoire of gut health? Uh, you know, what are the trends that you're seeing that might be motivating any kind of growth that might exist there? Yes, I think uh, we're seeing a lot of interest in combinations of uh, you know digestive enzyme supplements with uh, probiotics and even with prebiotics. Each one is addressing a different phase or aspect of the digestive process, and they can be very complementary and, and synergistic with one another. So uh, I think we'll continue to see a, a trend going in that direction. And, you know, in my uh, my intro, I mentioned a few things like lifestyle changes, cultural changes, a better educated consumer. Would you agree that those are things that are motivating this growth of the market? Oh, absolutely. I think people are becoming much more health conscious uh, to be uh, have a healthy lifestyle and, and take preventative measures rather than waiting until they uh, develop some type of a disease or, or a malady that they're going to have to go to the doctor and receive some treatment or some type of drug products for. They would much rather take a holistic approach, have a proper diet, exercise, and, and supplements to maintain a healthy lifestyle. And from a more material perspective, how has a more savvy 
gut health consumer affected some of the products that you're developing uh, and also where those products are being distributed? Well, yeah, I think uh, gut health is really very topical today. There are more and more research, especially because of the Human Microbiome Project and the, you know, our bacteria that reside in our intestines and all the interactions that they have with us. That's really piqued a lot of people's interests. And because of the connection to digestion, I think that's renewed a lot of interest in, in enzymes because when they start to do the research and they look into digestion and gut health, they stumble onto the whole enzyme concept and they realize how integral and important having proper digestion of the food is because what we digest and absorb really affects who we are, but what we don't digest and absorb is really what mm. affects the microbiota. And, and their population. Yeah, I feel like this is an industry that maybe uniquely can really respond to changes in consumer behavior uh, and in consumer health. So, you know, not only can these products help guide the consumer towards a, a healthier lifestyle, but the consumer's wants and needs and kind of some of the some of the temporary changes and long-term changes we see at a, a social level uh, can impact this product in a pretty material way. Yeah, and you know, one thing about enzyme supplements is it's a very experiential type of a product. If you have a problem with a digestion of certain food types and you take a, the proper enzyme supplement, you're going to get relief uh, right away. You don't have to wait for weeks or months and wonder if it's doing anything for me. You, you'll feel the difference. A couple more things I want to toss your way here. Uh, in that research that I cited earlier, there were some interesting points. Mm -hmm. Sam McKinney, he's your vice president of marketing and strategy for Deerland Probiotics and Enzymes. Uh, he was cited often in this study, and he says, quote, The market is no longer based solely on who can provide the most potent enzymes. It's also about who can provide the most scientifically supported enzymes, end quote. Are you feeling that same kind of scientific pressure from your products in the supplemental enzymes world? And if so, how is that guiding the product innovations that you're leading? Yes, I think there's a general trend, you know, in the supplement world. There's expectations for more and more scientific validation is there. The, the need for human clinical studies to substantiate uh, health claims is there. And uh, with enzymes, really, there's a scarcity of good scientific data about supplemental enzymes uh, beyond, like, let's say, pancreatic enzymes, which are more uh, well-known in the drug world uh, to treat things like cystic fibrosis and pancreatic insufficiency and the like. But the, the supplemental enzymes that we typically utilize are either fungal or bacterial or plant source enzymes. So we really have a focus here at Deerland on, on the science behind these enzymes. And we have uh, human clinical uh, trials that are in uh, the design phase right now. So going forward, I think you're going to be seeing more uh, credible scientific data to support the whole concept. Another interesting point that came up in that research that I found is uh, in the ingredient interactions specifically and how critical they are to not only the effectiveness of the product, but also uh, the branding around the product can be really tied to, you know, how your ingredients interact with each other and whether or not you have an effective product. I mean, that goes a long way. Quality is everything, especially in something like this that is so tangibly related to a consumer's health. You know, I think they can really feel whether or not it's having an effect. So how have you seen poor ingredient interactions affect the perception of the market? 
Well, you know, that's uh, one of the things, like back to one of the earlier questions about it, how easy or hard is it to, you know, to get into this type of supplement uh, design and, and manufacturing. And uh, that's where really the experience comes into play. With the years of experience that we have in formulating uh, enzyme supplements and the many different combinations of ingredients that we've seen, whenever we uh, formulate a, a new dietary supplement that contains enzymes, we're always going to do some ex extensive testing to make sure that none of the ingredients that are combined there are going to inhibit the activity of the enzymes or on the other side of that equation that the enzymes are not going to have a deleterious effect on some of the other ingredients because enzymes are very active and if the substrate's there and if there's enough moisture present there could be some type of reaction that would be unintended. So we're going to investigate those things. We're going to do prototyping of new products and do all this testing to make sure that everything's going to be compatible. All right, John Davidson, that about does it for our brief conversation here on supplemental enzymes. Is there anything that you want to leave our audience with that they should be looking forward to from a B2B perspective about this industry, how it's growing, some potential opportunities that you're excited about, whether they're market-based, product-based, you know, customer-centric? Give us your final thoughts here. Well, I think it's a very interesting area and, and it's going to continue to grow because, as we said earlier, people are very interested in taking you know, proactive, preventative measures to improve their health and have lead a healthy lifestyle. So enzymes are very fundamental to our health. Our digestion is fundamental to our health. Uh, the combination of enzymes, probiotics, prebiotics, uh, it's kind of a very natural combination, and I think it really resonates with the consumers. So uh, I'm looking forward to some uh, a good year and some great growth in, in this field. All right. Again, we've been chatting with John Davidson, Director of Education and Innovation at Deerland. John, thanks for breaking this down for us on Digestible. Thank you very much, Daniel. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of Digestible. And if you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes or consume some more of our all-around enzymes-related educational content, you can head to Deerland.com Digestible. Again, that's Deerland.com Digestible. You'll find plenty of great content there. You can also find our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And make sure you leave a rating and a comment wherever you're listening to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time. Oh, 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 oh,